to Hashtag No Limits. I am your host, Shelly Kino. Hashtag No Limits is about people whose society has placed limits on but have busted through those limits. Ophelia says in Hamlet that we know who we are but not who we will become. And I believe there is no better example of that than the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. I used to have a poster that said that in my classroom because I watched my students change from students who were unable to read to students who could read. Students who um, people thought they wouldn't have a happy life, they had extremely happy lives. And as a master IEP coach and educational consultant, I see that so often now. And I am um, the, the example when you think about the caterpillar, it dissolves into nothing and then reforms itself into the butterfly. It has to struggle to get out of the cocoon in order for its wings to be strong enough to be able to fly. And that is what all of the people that I have ever met who have busted through those societal limits do every single day. And my guest today, I'm very excited because I just met Art yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And his story was so touching and so inspiring to me that I wanted to get him on here as quick as I could. And it, it just so happened that, that we had to have a schedule change anyway. And so I got him on here today and I'm so excited. So welcome, Art. Thank you for joining me and, and joining Hashtag No Limits. Yes, man. Thank you again for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. And thank you again for rescheduling and, and for being with me today. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yes, man. When I'm Arthur Mitchell, I'm Bridget from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I now reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. Married, wife of three kids. Um, so what I do, um, a little bit about myself, about who I am. I have a very unusual story. I tell all the time to help people understand who they are and where they come from. But if you can, so I'm going to take you back a little bit down memory lane. Let's go back to the age of six. So at the age of six, you know, we outside playing in the jungle gym, doing different things people want to do at six years old, or having fun, kind of go seek. To the age of six, I was trying to see. See, the six, I would find out I was diagnosed with eye disease called keratoconus. And what uh-huh. keratoconus is, it's an eye disease, how your eyes over. But my impression of my pupil causes my vision to be blurry. So having that age of six, I had a very unusual childhood. So many things happened in a lot of my life to become better at what it is today. Yeah. And so keratoconus, um, it's not a word that I've heard. Uh, is this a, a rare thing or or is it I know yesterday you said you were one of a very few number that had been diagnosed at that time. Yes man on research I I found out as I got older for one the disease doesn't the disease didn't happen to people on like ages 13 and up. But for me to have at ages six is very unusual finding about it. But also two to find it's very rare in the, in the United States of America. Only one in two thousand people catch the disease. Which is still very rare to me, having me at age of six, you know, having right. it and understand like on the one or two thousand. Because I, when people, I should tell people about it back then, they didn't know what it was. Neither did I, I was still new to the world, me and my mom, my father. Right. Wow. So you said that you used the word caught. Is it something that you were born with, or is it something that you contracted from your environment? It's that way I got that. I, got, I, I was diagnosed with the eye disease at age of six, and um, they're not sure where it came from. Okay, research has said that you come from it can come from rubbing your eyes when you're younger, things like that, but they're not sure where it came from. I, I don't think that's in that case, everybody would have it. You know, when we were young, we always rub our eyes a right. lot, so I don't think it's from that. So, just something that 
attracts on you are happens within your eyes. So okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I, like I said, it's not something that I've heard about. Um, and so because of your vision issues, um, you had a pretty rough childhood. Yes, man. So, very, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask you to share a little bit about that. Oh, yes, man. So just imagine guys at the age of six, you know, you, know, you, you, you probably be a normal kid. You probably be out there playing around, having fun, doing different things kids, kids would do. But I was trying to see, so being out trying to see, you know, they went out wore glasses. My glasses had to be thick because my vision was that bad. You know, ha- having to sit in front of the classrooms, having the teacher to tell you what they're saying on the board because you can't see it. So different things happen, and at the age people, you know, kids get antsy. They want to ask questions. You know, talking about you being bullied, um, asking different questions. You know, joking on your glasses because they're thick, they can see through them. There's so much things I went through with that childhood. Maybe you were like, you know, why? No, I kept wondering why this kept happening to me. Why would this, you know, did this part of my life at the age I was deal with this? So I had a very unusual childhood. So much happened. So many things that I wanted to do couldn't happen. So it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, I was like you. When I was seven, I believe, is when I uh, got my first pair of glasses. And there weren't many kids in my class that had glasses. Um, I had a class of about a hundred and 125, I guess, at that time, and um, maybe maybe five or 10 of us, if even that many. Um, and, and I really liked what you said is that, you know, kids are curious, but they won't ask necessarily. Mm-hmm. They, they'll just make fun of what they don't understand. That's true, yeah. Um, and so how did, how did that change your perception of you? Um, based on what other people and other kids were saying to you. It made me, it made me feel very different, Miss Sheila, because I didn't, I didn't understand, like, no, not what the picking on, the, the, the talk about, the ridicule, the, the embarrassment, you can't see, uh, why your glasses are so thick, uh, why you're going through the situation. I didn't understand it, so I couldn't explain to them because they wouldn't have known. So I just kept it bottled in, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of acting out in class. Not, uh, my parents had to come to school one time and have a parent-teacher conference. I didn't want to know, like, why my grades were changing or why I was at the way I was at. Because you know, I was trying to fill the void because nobody really understood me. So I didn't know what to do. And so my thing was to act out, you know, you know, take the attention off yourself, you know, be somebody different. You know, not they, they talk about you, with, you know, but do something, though, know, to get the pressure off you. So it was so much that, that happened that changed my life. I didn't, you know, I was young, first of all. And then, two, you know, you, you're the talk of the town. You, you, you're the person, you know, that fishes are always on every day. So it made you feel different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's difficult when you're an adult. But when you are a young child, like you said, you know, six, seven years old, um, you get the glasses, you get diagnosed with this, and there isn't much known about it. And so nobody really knows how to help you. Um, and so, yeah, I can, I can empathize quite a bit um, because I had some of those kind of experiences. Not, I don't think, to the extent that you're talking about, of course, but um, yeah, as you can tell, you know, I'm a redhead. Uh, that was not a popular color of hair <laughs> when I was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I had some experiences that people, people picked on me, made comments, um, you know, the, the, the four eyes, I'm sure you were, you yeah. were, had that yeah. said to you many, many times. Yeah. Um, so I got a question. Um, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at me 
and I'm still wearing glasses, but you're not. So uh, how did that happen? Oh, wow. It, it was amazing. I would say definitely God all this, made all this happen. Um, so moving on, so as I got older, like middle school, you know, uh, to continue on the story, so I got older in middle school, I you know dealt with the same different situation, but it got worse. Like the kids are of age now, so they gonna they they, they they was free freedom of speech, say whatever right. kind of their mind. So it got worse for me, you know, the bullying, the being talked about, so many different things. So I know my grades in high school started messing up too, because I like I said again, Michelle, I was no, I was no questioning myself why, I just trying to figure out, you no, know, why 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 this one going over? You try contacts, you try glasses, glasses work for a while, then it got no, I need a stronger prescription. They try contacts, contacts work, it irritated my eyes. I couldn't wear contacts. So I'm like, no, I had to stick with the glasses for, for for a while. So went through school, went to high school, high school graduated, thankfully, because I was I really um my eyes and was thinking about it. you got to graduate you know no matter what no, what's going on you got to contract yourself and graduate so I graduated so when I got older I was introduced to this um eye doctor in Durham North Carolina called Duke Eye Center and where they specialize actually in keratoconus something oh. I know too so they actually specialize in the keratoconus yeah so um ended up going there and he told me about a procedure called corneal transplants and what corneal transplants are is the eye procedure where they take your, your cornea out and give you a, a deceased cornea back in your eye. Uh, now, was, was I happy? Was I, was I ready to jump on that? I did all at first. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> no, they, they're working on my eyes. I don't know no, I don't know what may happen, who eyes I may have, what I may see with somebody's eyes. It was just so much right. going on at that moment. I'm like, right. like <laughs> yeah, so like, man, like, when I'm going to wake up and see X-ray vision, I was so many different things, but... <laughs> Yes, but I, but my main focus was Michelle. I, I want to see again. I want to be normal again. Now thinking back over my life from seventeen on down, it, it was horrible. No, the, the, so much mistreatment, so many lack of support. So I want to see. So I I, I went with. I, I said okay, not knowing seven eye surgeries later <laughs> that no, it, it's a process. Seven eye surgeries. Yes. Wow. Yes. I so, I gotta be honest. Right now, thinking of them doing anything, like you said, you know, that first time you had that eye surgery of the people coming in and messing with your eyes, having it done once would, would have been difficult, but seven times, that is just astonishing to me. And even more so that they could find seven pairs that were uh, compatible that, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm assuming since it's an organ transplant, you know, you have to have all the, the mm-hmm. same, you know, sort of compatibility types of things like you would to receive someone else's kidney or liver or uh, heart or, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, for you to find seven matches yes. is astonishing to me. Yeah. Um, so, so what, how old were you when you had your first cornea transplant? I was 22. Okay. 22, still young, still, right. um, you know, still doing this. I was 22 years old because I wanted to um, really understand, like, really, okay, try this thing out. You know, 22 years of my life, I dealt with not being able to see, not being able to drive, not at nighttime. I, I had um, daylight driver license for a long time. So I couldn't drive at night. So the day my, my, my day, um, driving vision at night, Still not not good, but it's acceptable. 
So dealing with you know, so much stuff at that time, I already know we normally can. I'm, I would hope to get 2020 vision. <laughs> that was my whole goal. But yeah, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't go like I wanted it to. But you no, know, like I said, seven eye surgery later, I was able to um, get better. So like I said, so I had seven cornea transplants, six cornea grafts, and I had one um, cataract surgery. And then seven eye surgery, my eyesight went from a 20 over 200 to now 20 over 40 in my left eye, 20 over 50 in my right eye. I have over glasses in three years. Wow. That's amazing. That that just really is so amazing to me. Um, so, shoot, there was something you said in there. I should have written it down because I wanted <laughs> to ask you more about it. But um, uh, so, so the first one was at 22. Oh, when was the last one? That was my question. The last was at 30. At 30. Okay. So I, I dealt Thank with this, all this procedures for eight years. Wow. Kind of great vision. Goodness gracious. That's... After dealing with it for 22 years before that, now eight more years dealing with it, trying to correct it. Yeah. That's that's incredible. Oh, goodness. That's just incredible and crazy. I'm, I was trying to say incredible and crazy at the same time, and it wasn't working. Um, so I want to just uh, just for a second, I forgot to do the housekeeping stuff. I'm so bad about this part. Um, so I just want to let people who are watching, if you would please let us know that you're watching. Um, if you have a comment or a question for art, um, please pop that into the comments. If you are watching and you're watching from the Facebook group, No Limits, Changing the World's Perspective of Special Needs Through IEPs, uh, you may have to give StreamYard permission to post your picture, your profile picture and your name. Um, it's StreamYard's way. That's who I use to, to host this. It's their way of just protecting your privacy because the group is private and they don't want to just put your information out there. If you're watching this in the replay, please go ahead and hashtag replay so that we know that you uh, watched it. And if you have any questions or comments for that as well, we can always come back to those and answer those. I'll make sure that Art gets these at some point. So um, Art, going back to your childhood, um, so you had the vision issue. Did you have anything as not that having the vision issue wasn't enough, but did you have a learning disability or any other uh, learning problems not associated with your vision? Yes, well, also too, something I realized early on, later on, um, for like a, let's say that, like a speech impediment. I had that too, so well, for all I know, talking fast, studying, mumbling my words, had a, had a speech impediment that, and now I'm actually seeing a uh, speech therapist for that now. Awesome. As an adult, you're seeing a speech therapist. That yes, is, all right. So I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, that's not a, a therapy that I would have thought about for adults. Um, so that was a, one of those limits that I had placed on myself. And that's the kind of limits that I mean when I talk about these limits is that people have them in their head, not that they're necessarily physically placing a limit on anybody, but just the fact that it's our thinking. It's those limits that society has that we think about. So trying to change those kinds of things. So I want to post this for you. Um, this was somebody who's joining from my Facebook group. It says, I know it took a lot of courage on your part, but God has blessed you seven times to find the right fit. This has nothing to do with anything, but you have a beautiful smile. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. 
Um, so going back to your childhood, going back to, um, you know, the speech impediment. Uh, so I presume that you were picked on for that as well. Yes, man. It was crazy too. It wasn't more so as the eyes, but you know, they're like, what you say? What you saying? What you saying? <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay. So, so, so much. I don't know, especially when I get excited, it's a very uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I must be a little bit of having that today because I am very excited to talk with you and I am having trouble with my words today. So um, that might be part of what's causing me. Not that I, um, I don't mean to diminish. I'm sorry. Did that sound like I was diminishing your speech impediment? I didn't mean that at all. Um, so I, so there was no learning disability. It was the speech and the vision that were causing your problems in school. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so what kind of problems can you explain? Like, I know you mentioned sitting at, you know, seeing the board was a difficult thing for you. Did you, was everything blurry? It was, was everything difficult to read? Everything. And I had to do like this. All the time, I had to look close to the board. Had to um, like read like this. So it was. It was so my bit. I couldn't. I was far sided and near sided. Okay. Oh, so I had the best of both worlds. So I couldn't see far and I couldn't see near. So I had to wow. really, really, for me to see, I literally get close to the board, close to my phone, and read. I actually had to read a book like this. Oh I, I, wow! I see it, so I, I had. I had trouble, trouble really in my eyes. Even once the glasses and the contacts, you still would have to have things that close to your face to see what you were reading? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right. Like like even though um, it worked, even like every every time I got it, it worked, but it just so much like, it, I don't know, it kept wearing off and rejecting. Like to the day, it's kind of funny because I never really understood it because. No, you, you would think one surgery will clear everything up, you know, but it kept rejecting, kept rejecting. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because <laughs> this is a funny little story real quick. So my, I should have my eye doctor. He was a quite unusual guy, <laughs> Dr. Carson. <laughs> so he would come there with his little glasses on, the, uh, like folded, he'd put them together. He'd be mm -hmm. like, I knew something wrong when he said this. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh. I said, sir, what's going on? <laughs> I know something was wrong. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you, 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 uh, something not right. We got the um. So you came get another, get another corner. I said another one. I like man. So wow. it, it, it began to be a process. Like every time I go to the doctor, it won't every time, but every other time. Like man, it, he, he said him through the words. I knew something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Exactly. You do. You 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 pick up on that when the when the doctor's kind of like. Or even the teacher, you know, yeah. when you somebody's kind of oh, oh, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. those definitely are giveaways. So you um, you had all these difficulties. I'm trying to figure out how I want to segue, and I'm stumbling over myself. So you you talked about the bullying. Um, you talked about kids making fun of you. You talked about how that was very difficult for you, how that really knocked down your self-esteem. Yes, you have done something in order to help others not go through a lot of what you went through. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell us about that? Yes, ma'am, sure will. Um, I, so my thing is with, you no, know, I, 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 excuse me, became very passionate 
with kids with disabilities, special needs, because I understood you know, where they come from. And I understood the, the bullying, the disappointment, the lack of support, no friends, the peer pressure. I, I understood all that. So I want to turn my pain into my purpose to help others understand uh, how they can overcome challenges, how they can overcome roadblocks, how they can be successful. So I wrote a book last year. I looked it up June 23rd, matter of fact, June 23rd last year. I wrote a book called Six Tips to Cope with Having a Disability. And what the book is about, it entails about, talks about the six tips that I use to overcome on my disability, um, not not lose my lose my mind or go insane. So I use them coping strategies for myself. I put it to a book to allow others to understand what they can do to go through their coping strategies and how to know, to go, to go through their, their, uh, their doubts, their fear, the different challenges they may have, and allow them, yeah, and allow them to understand who they are. But that's what I did. So I was able to really understand the possibility of what can I do what can I do to help others become better who they are? So I created that book, and within that book, I created a program that that uh, goes to school system that give give kids with special needs a sense of hope, a sense of um, motivation, encouragement, and know that your disability doesn't affect your ability. Amen. That is such a powerful statement. Disability does not fit your ability. Um, that that is awesome. I think when I went to share the screen that I goofed um, because I want to share the audio because there's a little video on here. So I had to unshare and now I'm going to share it again. Um, okay. So I just, can I share the little video that goes yes, along yeah. with your book? Is that okay? Yes, yes, I can. Okay. Um, now, uh, okay. I'm going to try not to move my screen because I noticed yesterday when I would move my screen mm. or move my mouse, I mean, that that moved some of what I could see. So okay. I'm going to try to just leave it there. What's going on, everybody? I got a book I just published called Six Tips to Cope with Having a Disability. I wrote it because at the age of six, I was diagnosed with a disability called keratoconus. So through my struggle, through my life as I'm growing up, I had strategies that I did, had to deal with to cope with my disability from being known who you are, having personal development, just adjusting to life and having a, a hobby, even having the right people around you. So in that book, you get all the tips, the strategies, how to cope with disability, whether it's you know, mental or whether it's physical. I believe disability, not just mental, also physical as well. Anybody that's interested in needing a book to help cope with a disability, and just what they're going through, please get my book. And I'm on Amazon.com. You can type in the title. I'll type my name, Arthur Mitchell. Thanks. And so, you talk about that being on Amazon, um, and I see here that it's $14.99, so they can order it if they would like it through your website. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. You can go through my website at, at www.artmesh.com. It's on Amazon, too, but I, I would like to sign your copy personally. So if you're looking to um, get a book and go on my website and order it, I definitely get a signed copy of the book. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And yeah, and as you can see down at the bottom, I've got it scrolling um, what his website is. So no matter where you're watching, hopefully you're able to see that you just go to artmitch.com. Um, so have you had any testimonials of people who have gotten your book and how it has helped them? Yes, ma'am. I have. I had a, a young guy that um, actually have keratoconus. Now, I'm in this keratoconus group on Facebook. And um, I, 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 um, I reached out to his mom and asked her, um, the, I have a book. I would love to get her son and, 
And also, they bought the Baltimore. They also bought a shirt too, which I'm gonna talk about that later on. My clothing brand, mm-hmm. but they bought a book. And um, we, we've been we talk we still talk to today. Um, I was able to help them get through with surgery. I was able to help them do better in school, and I was able to help him keep, keep that motivation because he he was 15. He was a little older, but you know it's, it's scared right. him because you know you never had a thing like this. And uh, him wearing the sea, you know his eyes would hurt some days. I just kept encouraging him. I told him my story. I, I kept encouraging, motivating. He read the book, so I was able to um, help him. Then I had another young lady who, um, who knew me for a while. I didn't know she had cancer colon. So I thought I started speaking out. See, at first, Michelle, I, um, when I first found out my purpose was, I didn't think it was about that because I didn't really, I know I never see my talk about cancer colon. I didn't see that, you know, no Facebook, no kind of so, no kind of anywhere about cancer colon at all. But I was in the community. I mean, a lot of me say, well, what's your, what, what have you, big, the biggest fear? What have you been going through? I said, you know, my eyes are these cancer colonists. And I was able to, you know, when I thought about it, I said, okay, yeah, it's something that I overcame um, some of our surgeries, two strokes survivor, diabetes, speech management. That's something that need to be talked about, you know, and help people out and kind of find out it's people everywhere that has this stuff. You know, I was, <laughs> I was one of my character corners, I'm in the character corners community group. That's how I found the people, and you know, we're going to reach out there and tell them my story. And um, and uh, the lady saw me, she said, oh, I know you have character corners, I have it too. And I'm like, but I'm, I don't like wearing my glasses because my eyes look funny. So what happened, she saw an interview I did with a lady and it opened her whole eyes up. Now she got her own radio show now She because she back. She had no motivation because she you know she looked, said she looked funny in her glasses. She didn't want to see her thick glasses. So her seeing me speak out with my being transparent, but my kids are calling what I've been through, allowed her to open up her um her journey back up and doing her radio show and do different things. So it would help her as well. That's so awesome. And that's part of why I do this is because I want for people who need that support, um, if they happen to tune in, I hope that they find that support um, with the guests that I interview. And we do have a question. Um, it says, how did you keep a positive attitude in the midst of all of that um, growing up and as an adult? Can you give some examples in both times in your life? Yeah, that's a great, great question, Fran. Definitely. Um, I, kept positive. I just I just begin I just begin to think of um, what the what could happen after this. I, my, I was so big on the result. No, if I do this, what would happen? Would I would I be better? And would I be able to see again? Would I be normal? Would I be able to play football? Would I be able to drive? So having them positive affirmations and and with that, I, I told myself this, and I'm glad you said something about that great question because I began to speak the affirmations when I turned to a clothing line brand called I am. So I began to tell myself this right here: I am bold, I am smart, I am confident, I am determined, I am successful, I am enough. And I told myself that constantly every day. To help me understand who I was and who I was able to come, and it's, and it's, and it's, it helped me understand that no matter what you have, that your disability doesn't fit your ability. So knowing that, understanding it in my in my head and internalize it, I was able to get through my life and keep, stay positive. It was a hard, very hard, to know dealing with this at a young age and until 39 years old now, but it helped me turn my parents on purpose. It allowed me to really understand who I was. What, what what this was for and what I, what I can do to help others. So great question. That's how I kept positive doing this in my life and in school. So thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to see, yeah, if I could zoom in. Whoops. I was trying to make the picture a little bit bigger, but uh, you shared all the words. I am bold. I am smart. I am confident. I am determined. I am successful. I am enough. Definitely. And that is, oh, I, if I scroll this way, I guess I'll see. Oh, same same guy. Okay, I thought it was going to show me the other. 
The, the adult one might, might be a little bigger. That's kid size. So maybe, try, try the adult one. Maybe make, make them a little okay. bigger. One. Uh, here we go. Oh, and they come in different colors. Yeah. Oh, it's still the same. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I am bold, smart, confident. That one's a little easier for me to read. I don't know if it's because the, if it's a, I don't know. But I, for some reason, I can read that one a little bit better. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are such powerful statements yes, to say to yourself, to say to a student or a child or a person, um, yeah. even if it's an adult. So this one's a little bit different. Okay, so, so explain about that. I don't know if you, I don't know you know Michelle, but this month is on Women's History Month for all you women. Mm-hmm. So I created, I created a sh three shirts for you guys to celebrate oh. you all because y'all rock, y'all deserve it. So this, that's for any women, any women up here that that that, that know that y'all are queens and y'all this y'all meant, please grab y'all a shirt. We had those. We had three different brands, three different styles for the Women's History Month. So any any we females out there, you all rock, y'all deserve it, y'all are great. And we want to celebrate y'all on this month. That's awesome. And this one says, I am learning. I am letting go. I am free. I am talented and courageous. I am protecting my joy. I am brave. I am healing. I am loving myself unapologetically. That yeah, is and so we got the colors beautiful. Too as well, if y'all want other colors. You just got, you oh, got, there's other. We, well, we, um, we, got, we got to do it customized. So just mm -hmm. me if y'all want other colors. Okay. All right. So that was the first one. So then let me go back this way a little bit. Oh, so that was the quant the queen one that you talked about. Yes, yes, yeah, I am queen. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, my sister in law runs a county fair pageant. Um, so they always crown a queen, and she has lots of stuff that says "I am queen" or or something about queen on it. Um, and then I wanted to get to because I saw, um, where is it? That one. The I am hats. Yes. Um, hats are hats are big. So the hat that you're wearing today, though, has, I mean, you're wearing it in the picture, um, and you're wearing it today. So does that have something to do with your brand, the I am brand? Well, this right here, um, Ash is right here, right here. Uh, Ash is the the, the, um, the personal development community called Grandation. Okay. And um and they and what we, and what is a, it's a community I got in three years ago. At, at that I said at that present moment I was going through so much with you know with life, um this pair of colonists and all kind of stuff. So I got into a, a, a community that helped me really pull out my purpose, really helped me um personal do personal development, really helped me become a better father, better husband, better entrepreneur. So I got on one of the hats um to represent them because never forget where we came from. So that's what helped me become who I am today. That's so amazing. That's awesome. Um, so you have your book and you said you came up with a program. Yes, ma'am. Um, is the program associated with the words or is the program something different? It, it, it's associated with the words. The program is called um, the Underdog Mentorship Program. And, it's a, and then my six tips in the book, when I did, I took those six, six tips and went in depth with them. So we, okay. go, so we can go in depth of who you are. Like, for example, one of the chapters in my book is accepting who you are. And it's character building. Now, I realized that you know you got you got to understand who you are. You got to understand that yes, we have yes, you have a disability, but you can't let the way you feel affect the way you flow. You still have you still have potential. You still have um right mind. You still have um you no know, You still can be somebody great. You can still be a lawyer doctor, and don't let the way you feel affect the way you flow. So building your character up actually once you set the UI because sometimes hard setting who we are. You know it was hard setting me having a character conus. 
Seven eyes saw you so much because you know nobody, nobody, nope. I'm telling you, when I said nobody I knew had it, nobody I knew had it at the time. I never heard of it, never. So it was hard. But once I began to set who I, I was, my purpose was going to come out of me. And now, okay, you have this, so you are unique. So find out you know, more about it, research it, but also help other people that have special needs because you have a disability as well. So to help people with disability understand that they may have dyslexia, they may have different things, but you help them with academics. Help them build confidence, help them meet the IEP goals, because you can help them understand how important academics is, but show them a strategy how to do it, and then continue to help them grow as a person. So then when they get get up to that time, somebody go, got the same situation, they better help them as well. So having them being coached, they can be coached, to coach somebody else. Yeah, that is so awesome. And it's so true. The, the, the words that you use are words that, in fact, um, I'm going to share the screen again because um, I had just seen one of the shirts and I think that's don't let the way you feel, yes. the way you feel affect the way you flow. Yeah. I was trying to, to read what was in that red. And again, I couldn't because of um, the size of it, but yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Maybe now. I, oh, there, there, I might be able to read it a little yeah. better. Don't let the way you feel affect the way you flow. That is so powerful. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> Because it's, and like you said, that applies to so many areas of life. That's not yeah. just because you're having vision, a, a vision issue, um, but it, or even a special need. Um, you know, I mean, we, we often get caught up in our feelings and um, that will tend to bring us down. Um, but we get positive feelings and we get caught up in our positive feelings too. And that's, that's okay. Most people accept that, but yeah. you know, we, we, and that's healthier for us. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people that myself included who deal with anxiety, um, mm. and we get caught up in our feelings. Um, and we focus on things other than right here and right now, mm. um, being able to accept yourself for exactly who you are is again amazing and can be attributed to any person no matter what they're going through in their life whether their life is rainbows and unicorns or it's more valleys um and so that's just th those are just such incredibly powerful statements um and uh, we've got, you've taken a hard time in your life and turned it into a positive. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you so much, LA. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you. And it was, it was, it was definitely um, a hard time because, like I said, like, growing up, you know, I'm 39 years old. Growing up in my era back then, it wasn't some, not a resources, not mm -hmm. a support, not a people knowing because, like I said, I found out about it at a doctor in, in my hometown, but... The whole time they didn't they didn't know they didn't know what I had. They just had to give me thick glasses, thicker glasses, right. contacts, contacts. You no, know, my mom and dad couldn't really support me. So I was fighting that by myself. My teachers didn't really know what to do. So I was fighting. So all this whole time I was fighting it by myself. You no, know, being disappointed, being depressed, being you no know, trying to fill that void. But I, like I said, I was able to tell my parents and my purpose. And God allowed me to really see that only the strongest survive. I, I, I use you to go through this, help others understand that you know it's possible. You know, it's possible to be somebody great. It's possible to keep going. It's possible to overcome roadblocks. It's possible to overcome challenges. It's possible to just be somebody different. 
And that's what, right. I, that's what allowed me to understand who I was and know the, the importance of what you know, I, I, my assignment was to do to help others understand the same thing as well. Yeah. And I want to I want to touch on that a little bit if you're okay with it. I want to go back to your your school days. Um I must I think I told you that I'm a former special education teacher and I did you have an an IEP? Um because you talked about it, you had to reach your goals for your IEP. So um were you talking specifically about yourself or just in general kids in special ed? In general kids special ed cuz back then I don't even think we had that, I, but I refused to go into special ed classes because I didn't want to be, I don't want to be no no not attention be on me because of what I went through. But I I know that for the moment we had we had classes, but I refused to go to them. I I, I want to stay in normal class and do normal things, so I pushed myself to stay like that, even though I I, I was supposed to bend in them because of my, my vision. But I allowed myself the the you know push past it and try my harder, which was hard, like. No, not able to get the attention I needed in the classroom because the teacher understands you, but I refused to go you know, to be in special ed class. I didn't want to, no, I didn't want, no, back then, you know, they're different now. Back then, I really pick on me because, you know, you know, even my son, I you know, it, looking at, back then, looking at kids different, but looking at kids and in, in that um, class was kind of funny and different. So I didn't want to be another laughing star. I already, I already had so much on me. So I said, no, I'm going to be in the special class. And my mom and dad really didn't understand too it back then when the supporters of um, special needs had IP, so they just kept me there. So it, it was a fight. It was a fight. Like, you know, everything was different. Like, understanding the word, I, I hated math. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was my worst subject, but English and social studies was my, my best subject. I love to write and love to read. So I just, you know, I was able to just really not really teach myself a lot, you know, because nobody else really had the time or effort to understand me. So I understand myself and teach myself how to be this and how to be that. Yeah. You just said something that really struck me. Uh, you said you love to read. And I'm thinking about the fact that everything that you saw was blurry, mm -hmm. but yet you still love to read. Yes, so what was it? Because obviously it was difficult for you to read. So what was it about the reading that you loved? It wasn't the, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't the actual reading of the right. words. It was, it was a re relaxation. No. Able to read about different things, different um, people, different um, objects, things. I just kept my mind flowing because I was able to focus on that one thing. I learned too, as people, you know, especially in kids, really, if you focus on that one thing, you're able to you know, have a positive aspect of things and you know, keep your mind only on that so nothing else won't bother you. So you're in that zone the whole time. So just being in that zone, even though it was right up here, <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I read it and just you know, relaxed my mind, kept me going, kept my mind on a positive aspect. That is, that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Again, I, I love that because you, you, you found that silver lining. You, you took a negative, you, I don't even want to call it. I mean, yes, it's a negative, but you took a struggle. You took something that was very difficult and you still loved it. Yes, um, so again, that kind of, kind of leads me back to the butterfly, you know, the butterfly has to struggle to get out of that cocoon and be strong enough to fly and look at you today. You know, you have a clothing line, you have a book that you're helping others um, that are going through disabilities. And, and honestly, I think, I mean, I haven't read the book because like I said, I just met you yesterday, so <laughs> I haven't had a chance to get the book, but 
I have a feeling based on your clothing line and based on the fact that you said you use those words and you dig deeper into those words, that that book could be helpful to anybody. Yes. I mean, I really, I really feel like anyone who is going through life, honestly, because we all come up against struggles at some point. Um, so many people battle, like I mentioned for myself, anxiety or depression or having a low self-esteem. And the concepts that you talk about in your book, I just think would be great for anyone to, yeah. to because you, you are such a positive person today. You know, I don't know what you were like 10, 20, 15 years ago, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, but to, to see you today, you wouldn't necessarily know that you had all the struggles that you faced and that you have overcome so many of those struggles. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma um, so, you know, it, it, it's like if, if I walked outside, you know, springtime's coming and I see a butterfly, my mind doesn't go, oh, that used to be a caterpillar. And, and they, boy, the struggle that that, no, I see this beautiful butterfly. Um, and so I hope that if anyone is watching you that has just met you like I have, or, you know, who's known you for a few years, has an even better appreciation of you um, because of the positivity that you bring, um, I'm sure, wherever you go. Um, you're, you are so passionate and it's very obvious that you are a generous person and somebody who wants to help others. And I, I hope that people understand that that came from a lot of struggling. Yes. Not that we want people to struggle, but I think everybody has to struggle. Yes, sure, sure. Um, I feel, go ahead. I'm not, I mean, because I, I feel like, I feel like um, people have their own journey and struggle different ways, but one thing my coach always tell me that you got to grow through your go through. And as you grow, grow through. Grow through your go through. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So as you, right. go, as you grow through, you go through, they mean that every struggle, every challenge, you you know, it's a big lessons, challenge, and adjustment. So as you find out, as you grow through, you, as you go, whatever you're going through, you're going to grow through because you find out what the lesson is, make the, um, find out what the lesson is, they make the adjustments, they execute on that, that adjustment. Now I'm okay, well, this happened now. What did, what, I, what did I do to make this happen? How can I change it? Once I find out how can I change it, execute that plan to make it happen. As you grow through, you go through, you able to become stronger in that. Connect time will come around. You understand, okay, I, I did I did this time, I'm not going to do this this time. So now you understand who you are. Now you understand where you come from. Then be able to be better at who you are. You, you, you more, more efficient, more more precise at everything you're doing now because you, you're growing through, you go through. You're going through your pain. You're going through your adversity. You're going through your um, the, 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 um, disappointments. You're going through your challenges. As you're going through those, it's making you much stronger, better. Not only help yourself, but understand how it's about not them, not us. That's one thing I realized, Michelle. It wasn't about me. This whole process, this journey, this, everything went not about me. It was about finding that person that's about to jump off a cliff about to drop out of school, what about to do something crazy for me to come in and show them, look now, look now, it's, it's, you know, it's, better, it's better ways, it's better, it's better life. You no, know? let me tell you what I've been through. Let me tell you what, what happened to me. Let me tell you how I'm able to get through this. Help you understand though that you can do this. You will win. You are successful. You are enough. 
And if you continue to understand that and believe in yourself and when your mind matches your destiny, I tell you anything is possible. Yeah, I'm going to, because you just you just mentioned another part of your website. I'm going to scroll up. Here's what it says. When your mind matches your destiny, anything is possible. Yes, ma'am. And um, there was something that I read the other day when I was reading over this, um, and now I'm not, of course, going to find it quickly. I thought I saw something about, well, obviously you're a motivational speaker. Um, and I hope that you do that and get paid for it because you are certainly, <laughs> certainly motivating, um, just within this, this free platform. So I hope that you are, um, people can hire you to come to their organizations. And I am not seeing the, the thing that I was. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, that you created the I am brand to provide support and coping strategies for children and young adults who are being bullied because of their disabilities and to decrease the pipeline of young black males from school to prison. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how your clothing line and how what you are doing is addressing that issue as well? Yes, man. So nothing to me. Um, I don't know where I come from and you know, being in the, in, the, in the streets and neighborhoods where I lived at, I understand what the prison pipeline mentality means. I've seen it. I was there. I was involved. So I'm, well, I, I do that to help kids understand that it's a better way. I'm, I'm reaching out to detention centers, different uh, juvenile centers to help them know that in that school, the prison pipeline mentality, because right now it's real major. No, and what it is is a kids go to school, kids go to school, not get the support they needed from home, and teacher they drop out, drop out, then in the game van or something they go to prison. So, so knowing that it's a gap in between that, you know, why are y'all they feeling that way? Why they're not getting the support the love they need? So, and the people don't say they don't get it in the schools or the family, they're gonna find it in the streets, and that's gonna end up to two places: either dead or in prison. So I, I understand it. So what I do, I actually have a program at a career. I just got, a, I did a, uh, a teacher's co a school conference like three weeks ago, and they, and they liked what I did. So showed me a teacher program. It's called um, Five Steps to Avoid the School to Prison Pipeline Mentality. So mm -hmm. I'm about to really, really dig into this book right here to help uh, create a program from this book to help school systems for young young males. So my my, my um, target is young males for this book because they. Those are the ones that really need it because they're, they're aged now, middle school and high school, to understand like, you know, how to be a leader, how to how to be successful, how to find a, find your niche, how to find you know what you want to do, how to be positive, how to stay positive. So, it, it's so many things that you got to do with kids. You got to show them kids love. You got to show them support because they're so used to not getting all of that. So you got to fill that gap because the gap from here to here. So if you can meet them here, you're able to understand them better. And then help them you know, decrease that the statistic because it's all over like different counties and school systems having it. And it's getting stronger because now because you no know, first of all we virtual did not understand that so they they dropping our school and going out do what they want to do. Some kids not even logging in the class. Some kids turning the laptop, walking away the camera. Also so much in the midst of that, but it all comes around from community, um, love, support, understanding. Um, reaching them where they are, and then doing that, you're able now to understand the close that gap of what they needed in that boy field to help them. Hey, they, they, they do love me, you know. They, I, they, no matter what I'm doing, they understand me, you know. They still here. They never left me. They didn't see what I'm going through. They still here. They're not judging me. 
not being um, judgmental. They're not you know, telling me what to do, but they show me how to do it. So being in that situation and understanding them, I use this shirt too as well. Like, no, you don't have to be, you don't have to go out in the streets. You are successful. You know, you you you, you want to play football? Okay, you are enough. Get your grades right. You know, you want you want to play baseball, you want to um play whatever you want to do in life, artists, um, music, whatever. You can do this, do your do your affirmation, say who you are. No, they, they, they don't say who they think you are, say who you really are, and you are successful, you are smart, you are enough, you and you are determined. And showing them it's gonna allow the statistics to decrease, understand that. Y'all can't um, statistically say who y'all think they is. This is what they really are. They're lawyers, they're doctors, they're you know, pediatricians, they're um, nurses, whatever they want to be. And understanding that and showing them this and showing them how we can effectively make this prosper in life will make them better off. And no, we can't reach everybody, but I'm pretty sure if we get together, we can reach somebody. That's not Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's awesome. So you, um, you, I know that we started a little early today because you okay. have another uh, call at, um, at right at the top of the hour. Yeah, and is time. that, <laughs> is that with, um, you, I think you said it was with the teacher's organization. Yeah, the teacher's lounge. Yes. On, on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So that's amazing. So I do have a lot of teachers that follow me. And uh, so I definitely want to encourage them. I had never heard of the teacher's lounge. So um, definitely go find that and and uh, tune in to Art. At, he's going to be two o'clock our time uh, here in the Midwest and, and three o'clock Eastern time. Um, but people can hire you. I mean, you, I presume, can do these talks virtually, but hopefully soon the world will open up again. And then, um, are you willing to travel to places to? Oh yes, yes, I'm willing to travel. Um, let me tell you a little secret about me. Okay. Um, my regular job is American Airlines, so I fly. Oh. <laughs> so it don't matter where y'all want me to go, where I will come to your school, your organization, and impact some of my life one day at a time. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a, that is so awesome because yeah, I mean, it is, it's just, it's really sad, especially like you said that, you know, with this being virtual, so many kids, especially at the high school level are just checking out whether they're checking out mentally or physically. And it is very difficult right now, more so than it has ever been. Um, And so I'm so excited to know that you are doing something like that. And again, I'm just, I'm just in awe of you and your message. The, the I am message is, uh, is beautiful. Um, and you, you've mentioned God a couple of times and I believe that if you looked in the, the Bible, that you would find those, those statements, you know, that, that with, with God, we are those things. We are successful. You know, we are enough. Um, and just curiosity, is that where the inspiration came from? Or where did you get the inspiration for this I am? For the I am. But, uh, definitely, um, God can, um, um, no one's spun on nobody's religion, but I'm definitely a believer in, in God. Definitely that, um, but it came, it came from that. But I am, you, may, you can say, wow, but I am actually I am our Mitch. <laughs> I am our Mitch. Oh. My love, so I took this to I am. Uh-huh. I am bold, smart, confident, accessible. And those are words I actually said myself when I was younger to keep me motivated. So I just I am Art Mitch. So 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 you are Art Mitch. I am Art, I suppose, self-confident enough. Yeah. Wow. I threw me and what got me to where I met. So as you can see the beauty you are, 
I am heart admit successful, bold, confident now. That's awesome. That is so amazing. So awesome. And I, I wonder if the teachers and the students that you had or that were in your classes know you today and are in awe of who you have become. I know a lot of them. I've got them on Facebook. A lot of them telling me they're proud of me. So proud of me. A lot of them, a lot, I don't know a lot of them know what I do. Lot, lot, I know a lot of my students in my class know what I do now. Very mm -hmm. proud of me. They're supporting me. They love what I'm doing. But for the teacher, I would love to go back to my school. I, I've been trying to get in contact with them. I got, I got in contact with them. We're trying to find a person to go back to my school and really talk to them now and let them know who I am, what I had. And really, so that's, that, no, I got to do that. I got to find somebody to teach them that, that get in their school system. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, but no virtual, so it, it's been kind of hard. Right. Trying, to, trying to do things virtual, okay, you know, everybody transitioning back now. So, but I've been working on that. But as, I would love for the most of my old teachers to know who I am. So definitely. Yeah. And and as a teacher myself, I love it when I will see, even if they weren't my students, just students that I had connected with in the building or in the districts that I was in, and I see them, you know, as adults. Um, it, it does. It warms our, our, it does mine at least, um, to see others, the former students come back and say, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I remember you. And um, do you remember me? And most mm -hmm. of the time I remember them. Um, you know, in a larger district, I'm sure that's not always the case with a lot of the teachers that have, you know, several thousand students a year. But um, I know that really touches a lot of teachers. And I know even in our uh, elementary building where I worked for many years, we had our high school students would get dropped off at the ele elementary building and then go on their way home. And a lot of times those kids would come back and talk to their junior high teachers, but even their primary teachers. And um, it was always touching because we do, we care. We care about you even outside of our classroom. Mm -hmm. And so to know how you're doing, um, it's good for our hearts as well. But at the same time, I think if anyone had any doubts about you, I think it's good to go back and say, look at me now, you know, not as a, not as a rubbing it in their face, but just as a, Hey, you know what? If you had doubts about me, don't worry about me anymore. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Well, Art, I, I need to, to let you go um, because you do have the other appointment today. Um, I so, so appreciate again that you rescheduled for me, um, that we were able to have you on today. And for anybody who is watching, um, I just wanted to throw this one up there. I just saw this one. You are an amazing person. Whoever comes in contact with you has encountered a blessing. And I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so I... I truly do appreciate everything that you're doing. I hope that you have masses amounts of success. I hope that people who are watching will go to your website, purchase your book, um, sign you up to be a motivational speaker for their students, because I really do think that you are a great example of hashtag no limits and helping lots and lots of other people bust through those limits that society has placed upon them. So do you have any, any last parting words? Yes, man. I want to say um, thank thank you again, Ms. Faith, for allowing me to come on. I'm glad to reschedule my time. And I, I want to tell everybody, I just continue to dream big. Coming from a person that, that knows I had seven eye surgeries, 
struggle childhood, um, two um, strokes, survivor, diabetic, speech impediment. That is possible. No, when your mind matches your destiny, anything is possible. Pretend you believe it and you can achieve it no matter what you're going through. And I always tell you this, um, like my, one of my um, favorite um, motivational speakers, otherwise he said, live the rest of your life, the best of your life. But that's true. You got to continue to yeah. grow. Every time I continue to grow, continue to dream big. And if anybody want to definitely um, book me for the any speaking engagements, finish schools and organizations, you can um, reach me at info at Again, info or artmix.com. You can definitely go to my website for my, my merchandise. And um, definitely um, find me on Facebook, Arthur Mitchell. I'm on Instagram at, with, at Success with Arthur. And I'm on LinkedIn as well as Arthur Mitchell. Love to connect with you guys and continue to impact one day at a time. And thank you again, Michelle. And I can, like I said again, your mind matches your destiny. Anything is possible. Continue to believe it, dream it, and you can achieve it. Awesome. What an awesome way to close out. All right, guys, if you like this, give it a thumbs up or a like. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to see more videos like this. Um, if you want to read stories that are similar but not the same as um, Arthur's, this is my book, Those Who Can't Teach. Um, that is also available on Amazon and through my website. Like Arthur wants you to get an autographed copy of his book from him through his website. I would prefer to be able to autograph your book from me as well. So thank you, everybody. Again, have a blessed week, and we will see you next time.